What's good, Stay Regal fam, and welcome to the first episode of 2020. Regal me, baby. Go ahead, baby. Regal me, baby. Go ahead, baby. Hey! Y'all already know who it is, and y'all already know what it is. We back in this thing for another episode of Stay Regal Radio. Now, I know y'all side-eyeing me like, mm-hmm, where your ass been? But your girl had to get some things together, and I know y'all be like, but you show sure got time for culture of the sexes. I love y'all, and I miss you guys, so please don't be too mad at me. I just want to say, what's good? How are we living? And before we get too far, gotta take a moment to say, fuck self-doubt. Man, and when I say that, I mean that with such a passion. I just think back to when I started. I really had the first idea to implement this fuck self-doubt campaign. I was like, okay, yeah, fuck self-doubt. It sounds great. I really believed it. I really felt it, but I was still a little afraid. You know what I mean? I was still fearful of what that would push me to do. Because I had to step outside of my comfort zone. Anytime you're really saying, you know what? My self-doubt doesn't serve me. I can't take that with me when I venture into this next next episode or this next chapter of my life or this new journey or new path or wherever it is that you're going and you're doing. There's some fear with that. But really, fear is just false evidence appearing real. So that fear and that doubt can hold us back. But we got to shed that shit. Take it off like like it's a leather jacket in the summertime. Get it off quick. Because it's not it's not doing us any favors, you know what I mean? And since that has been happening, I just have really been opening my mind up to the different possibilities that could be happening in my life. And then just to start to see how things are coming to fruition. And as I've been on that journey and pushing it, different things have been coming to fruition. And... I am just so blessed and I am so happy that I took the time to really not only build myself spiritually and mentally and emotionally last year, or actually I'm going to say for the last three years, like since 2017, I really just been on this self-love journey and wanting to be transparent and vulnerable and sharing my life and my circumstances with people so that they can see that, yeah, it's not always easy to love yourself, but it's definitely necessary. And I'm just overwhelmed, you guys. Like, 2020 is off to an amazing start. An amazing start, you guys. So, I just... Let's go ahead and just recap. I guess we'll kind of recap 2020. Not all of it, because if I'm going to be honest, I haven't sat down and re- uh, recapped. Or I wanted to write out all my accomplishments, and I haven't done that thus far. i really just been focused on planning out 2020 because I just feel like you know don't look back but I will tell you some of the things the seeds that I planted in 2019 that are coming out and starting to sprout up and grow so as you guys know I tried out for the dance team the full fabulous and uh, no so the sorry the full figured and sassy performance dance team which I made I had my first practice last Sunday And so that has just really been such an amazing experience. And it all started from my niece, Miasia. You know, she had her showcase that she worked with Genzai on. And just being around, taking her to the practices, seeing that showcase, it was like, yeah, 
I need this in my life. I miss this too much. And I remember how much of a vital part of my life it was. And it was like, what are you waiting on? And honestly, what I've been telling myself for years is, oh, I just need to lose weight. Maybe if I lose 20 or 30 pounds, I can't dance like I used to. And that's what I've been telling myself. And that's the lie I've been telling myself that's been holding me back from really following my dreams and getting back to my passion. And now I see that that's a lie. As big as I am, I can move. You know what I'm saying? I can do choreography. I can do the thing that I love to do. And so that is something I'm super excited about to see that take off this year. Because what my goal and what I'm putting out there is by the end of this year, I want to be in connection with Lizzo. I want to be dancing with her. I want to be touring with her. I just feel like the movement that she is on is so in line with my brand and I know that I can make that shit happen. So I know it's going to take hard work and dedication, but I didn't think I was going to be on a dance team here in my 30s as big as I am at the biggest point in my life, weight-wise, and I am, and I'm killing that shit. So yes, I am manifesting 2020. That's what I want. So y'all can share, share, share this. Please let Liz know you know a big girl that be moving and yeah, that's one of the things I've been working on, the seeds that I planted. And as you guys know, I'm still writing. Uh, I started a screenwriting class last semester. And, oh, I got an A on that class. <laughs> Man, so I got an A on that class. And it really just started pushing me to continue doing the things I wanted to do. So I'm still writing. And at the end of last year, I got an opportunity that you guys will know more about this year to write more and to be a part of something with a lot of women, a lot of positivity, a lot of empowerment. And I was asked to be one of the writers and I was just so full because writing is something I've always been interested in. I used to journal all the time and have poet poems and short stories. And it was just something that I always did. And my mom would always tell me growing up, like, girl, you always writing. You always remember these movies. You need to be making movies. You need to be writing this. You need to be doing that. And she always fed that into me. And I just didn't believe in myself enough to think that it was something that I could actually do. But when I said fuck self-doubt and I put myself into that writing class, it really forced me to write on a consistent basis and to be creative and to really start working on my skills. And today I submitted my short story for this project that I'm doing. And I submitted some of my story last week so that she can kind of get a feel for it. And I was nervous because I, I was nervous because I haven't written anything in so long. You know, I haven't and to know that this is going to be something that's going to be published and I was being so transparent and so vulnerable, it was just like a lot. And she was like, what I read was so good. And I don't even know why you're so nervous. That's what, um, my, well, I say my sister, that's what she told me. She was like, I don't know why you're being nervous for it because it was great and it was so you. And that's what I really wanted when I asked you to do, be a part of this project. And so it just made me so happy, you guys. Like, I am I ended 2019 doing things that I wanted to do, starting, ending that decade with a bang. And I'm continuing the impact starting 2020 with a bang, man. And I'm just super, super excited to see what's going to happen. And I can't wait to tell you guys exactly what's going to be happening. So please stay tuned for that.
All right, my bad, you guys. Uh, literally, a school bus just pulled up on the side of me. I'm like, <laughs> rude much. I'm recording. But anyway, so yeah, just seeing things really happen that way is just beautiful. And as some of you guys may know, for the, like the last, since no November, um, the living situation I was in didn't work out. And so I've been, I say I've been homeless because I don't have a home of my own. Um, but I've been staying with someone <clears throat> and it's been a really cool arrangement. Uh, we've been helping each other, learning from each other, growing together. And it's been so cool. And <clears throat> excuse me, I'm just getting over a cold too. It's been such a cool arrangement. And I think God has just been using this situation to show me that living with someone actually can work if it's two like-minded individuals with the same plan and the same mindset to grow and become their best selves. And they know how to work with someone else and they're just willing to. That's really all it takes because it's literally been four. She has a daughter. I have a daughter. It's us four. It's not the biggest space. And it's just us communicating, being cool, being considerate, looking out for each other. And it's been bomb. I really have been having the time of my life to the point where now that I'm like, okay, it's ending this month. I, you know, about to get my own spot. We both low key like, oh damn, like I don't want this to end. Like this has just been so cool. Y'all know my baby's always been hounding me about having a little sister and me having a baby. So now she got a little sister who loves her, and they just been chilling and getting cool. And it's just been such a dope experience that now I'm I'm more open to the idea because, you know, in February, me and my best friend are going to get a spot together. And this whole time, I kind of just been going back and forth with the idea like, yo, I've done this in the past. And that last situation really just threw me for a ringer because I'd known that person for over 10 years. And it was like no foul shit had ever happened between us, no beefs, no nothing. And then for it to just be from zero to 100 like that, it just really showed me that people aren't always who they seem to be. And although I know that's not the case with my best friend, like our situation, it's, we are a lot closer than me and that other person was. It's just been something that I'm worried about because like I told my best friend, like, yo, I can't lose you. And I refuse to let anything fuck up our relationship. So if that means we shouldn't live together, then we shouldn't. But I really think that this was an opportunity to show me that two people can really work together and make something work, you know, and be beneficial to both parties. And it's just been crazy because from the first moment I stepped into my homegirl's house that's letting me stay with her, I could feel welcomed. I could feel the love and it was no fake shit. And that just really goes to show you, it don't really matter how long you've known a person if their character and their intentions towards you is good and it's A1, they can really want something better for you than the motherfucker that's been in your life secretly hating for 10 years. You know what I mean? And I've only been knowing her since May. And like, I really feel like I've been knowing her a lifetime. It's so crazy. Um, we just, we just click, we just bond. And I know that me and my best friend, Jolene, that's the same. Like, we've always been like that. We've been knowing each other for over 10 years. We didn't been through hell and back together and stood side by side. So I know 
that I had to go through this to see that this could work and it could be beneficial to both of us. We could stack our bread. We could really help each other with, you know, parenthood, raising our children because we're both single parents. And I'm just ready to be around women who are ready to grow, to ready, who are ready to live life without being afraid or having fear hold them back and really out there trying to be them their best selves and not just talking about that shit, but actually doing it. And it's just been beautiful, you guys. Like, I just feel so empowered. And it's been crazy because financially, for the last three years, shit has been tough. And I've shared with you guys, you know, after I left Lexington Law Firm and having everybody around me like, yo, like, are you sure you're making the right decision? And then going through the evictions and the repossession of my car and like having no money, starting a business and having that kind of crumble because you don't have the income to supplement it and needing to use the money from your business to get food and pay bills and just having all these struggles after another and then to finally thinking I'm about to catch my footing and get into that situation with that janky old friend to have that situation not work out and to be right back on my ass out in these streets financially struggling and then it's just been like one thing after another like this last month so since I've been homeless um, the money I usually get for my baby it's been tied up because they need an address and then at work, there's been a lot of changes. So they cut my hours down to three days a week. And then, you know, I got you know, my food stamps got cut down to $16 a month. And I'm just like, all right, God, uh, <laughs> what's good? Like, um, what is going on? Your girl's feeling a little bit of pressure, you know, and I know we didn't been through the ringer this thus far. And I've never missed a meal. I ain't really been out on the streets with my baby at all like that. And we've been having fun, doing shit. Uh, opportunities are coming. Events we're being able to, we've been blessed with for free. Like, we've been having a good time and a good life. And no, it's not always the things that we want to be doing. But we've grown closer because of it. The struggle really builds relationships. And me and my baby are closer than we ever were in the past. And that's a blessing too. So, Things are just getting a little tight. You know, I've been going to job fairs, applying for jobs, going to interviews, and it's just like, nah, that's not going to work. That's not the job for me. Or I'm thinking it's going to be the job for me, but then they want all my information. They want a DNA sample. And I'm like, yo, calm down. You're not getting all that. And it just got to a point where I was kind of really emotional. I was having a breakdown and I'm just like, God, I know you're going to see me through, but I really need some help. Like, I just need you to show me that it's going to be okay. And, you know, I talked with my friend that I'm staying with, and she was like, hey, like, don't trip. You know, and she was just really instilling in me the things that I already knew, just reminding me a gentle nudge, like, hey, you already know what it is. Like, stop tripping. And so, uh, I had that interview. I had an interview yesterday with this company that, my friend told me about that I work with her fiance works there and I'm like okay so I applied a couple of weeks back and I hadn't heard anything and I didn't have contact information to reach out and then he was my referral but he went out the country and then came back so there was just like kind of like a waiting game and I'm like okay maybe that's just not the one for me so I'm still applying going to interviews and stuff and whatnot 
And then I get the call to get the interview, have the interview yesterday. Actually, I had a phone interview. And y'all, when I tell y'all, I pulled this phone interview off with a fever on the couch, body aches, sweating. And I'm like, yeah, you know, talking to them and stuff. And I told them, like, I'm so sorry. I'm a little sick. She's like, well, is now a good time to talk? I'm like, yes, yes, it is. Like, you ain't about to get off this phone without giving me this interview, lady. So do the interview killed it she was like well Rebecca you know it sounds like you're a great fit we'll set up the the in-house interview um and the way they do it is we're gonna come in you're gonna shadow someone and then you'll meet with the recruit or the hiring managers and then you know we'll move on from there I'm like okay cool great so I had the interview yesterday at 12 and as soon as I walked into the door and the way the call floor was just set up I was like yo this is a dope ass environment and an energy in here People weren't tied to their desk. People are walking around, taking calls, stretching their legs. Everyone's just being nice. And like I said, I'm getting over a sick a cold. So as soon as I sit down to start shadowing this girl, I'm having a coughing attack. And I'm like, are you kidding me? So I'm trying to get up and go to this little room that was right next to me. Because she's on the phone talking. I'm just <clears throat> coughing, dying. And this lady, she reaches over and she gives me a Ricola. She was like, I have just got over a three-day cold. I understand. And I'm like, thank you so much. Everyone's looking like they smiling at me, saying hi as they pass by. And it was just a cool-ass energy. And so I'm like, ah, I'm supposed to be here. I was like, I'm about to get this. So they come and get me like, hey, Rebecca, you know, we're ready for you. And I interview with two people, two managers, and they're going, they're throwing good questions at me. And I'm like, all right, bet. And so I'm kind of feeling like, damn, did you really explain what uh, explain what they asked? Because y'all know me. I talk a lot. I'll be going off on these tangents. And I'm like, did that even make sense? <laughs> so... And, you know, after the interview, they was like, all right, Rebecca, like, dang, like, you know, you answered all of our questions, you know. Um, and they were like, so typically, you know, it takes 24 to 48 hours, but we do have more interviews today. We're going to get other people and see who's the best candidate. So we'll let you know for sure by Friday. And I'm like, OK, awesome. They was like, do you have any um, questions for us? And so at first I'm like. Well, you know, everybody's been pretty thorough and extensive in their uh, explanations and giving me knowledge. I was like, I feel like I'm pretty good. And then I thought about it and I'm like, well, you know what? Actually, I do have a question for you guys. I was like, so what would you say the company core, the company's core values are? And they're like, wow, that's a that's a really good question. And it was like, well, you would ask us, ask us that. But, you know, they're going through a transition and an acquisition right now. Um, but basically, no back row is the core value. Everyone gets up to the front. Everyone wins by pulling their weight, working together, and making it happen. And I was like, I like that. And they was like, oh, that was a really good question. And they was like, you kind of had us on our toes. You know, and I asked about the KPIs and uh, room for growth and different things like that. But I really felt like asking those questions kind of solidified my place within the company. Because... As my friend was telling me, my, well, my homegirl, Erica, she always says, you know, when you're on an interview, ask the really good follow-up questions to the company because that lets them know that although you guys are interviewing me, I'm interviewing you as well to see if this is even a good fit. Should I even put my skills and my time and my energy into this company if it's not going to line up to what I want? And that's just something I took away from her when she was going through her interview process and she was out there on the job hunt. And that just stuck with me, you know, and we did a lot of professional development together through our time at Lexington. So I really, really trust um, her opinion and her knowledge and her professionalism at all times. So 
So, man, so I'm waiting, okay, after the interview went out. Um, I'm like, all right, you know, I kind of left and I was like, damn, like that was a really good interview, but I felt like you could have did better. And I'm like, I hope I get it. And I was just like, stop, you're good. You did an amazing job at the interview. If you're going to get the job, you're going to get the job. So you got to leave it all on the table and just speak positivity. Like they're going to call you and it's going to be good news. So I dip off and I'm out handling some more business, trying to get everything else in order so that I can start being able to breathe again because I'm just like, I need a breather, please. So it wasn't even, I think before four o'clock hit that afternoon, they called me like, Rebecca, so they loved your background. They loved your structure. They loved your personality. They loved the how knowledgeable you were. And I'm happy to say that we want you to work for the company. And I'm just like, yes. I was just so excited because... The benefits of this company are just so bomb. And just the way the company was when I went there and the starting rate that they offered me, before I even knew other information, I was just like, yeah, this is a go. And not only y'all, like, not only is this going to be something that I can build my empire with, this is something that I can really pour into my child like I've been having to tell her no I can't support that dream right now you know I can't get you in gymnastics right now I can't take you on trips right now because I haven't had it really since she's been with me because when I got her I left Lexington which when was at that time the most money I ever made in my life and I had to do that and everybody was like damn you shouldn't do that you're a single mom now you got to think about your baby you got to think about your baby but we needed this struggle together. And now I'm at a position where they offer me starting out the gate more money than what I was making at Lexington. I am just so overwhelmed with gratitude because I knew that I was making the right call. And I knew that there was something better out there for me. But I had to be better. I had to get better before God could bless me with that. You know what I'm saying? I was in a a space where it was negative and I wasn't ready to grow. And life had to kick my ass a little bit. It took me losing that position, going through these struggles, losing my mom to really get me to a place where I was ready, truly ready. Because if I'm being honest, when I was had all that money at Lexington, I was not doing anything productive with it. I wasn't saving money because I knew I had a baby coming. I was going out to eat whenever I wanted to, buying dumbass amounts of weed, you know? Like, I was just really doing dumb things because I was just trying to self-medicate. I was just trying to take the pain away. I was trying not to look in the mirror. I, I was trying not to work on myself because... If I truly looked in the mirror to see everything that I needed to do, I couldn't act oblivious to it all. You know what I mean? And so, I'm starting out this year. Hmm. With just so much bomb shit happening to me. That's going to trickle down into my baby. You know what I'm saying? And I just really want to give her 
everything. Like, I really do because she's been through so much and she's had to see so much. And she deserves everything that I got, you know? And I just really am so proud of myself for sticking to what I knew to be true and for loving myself enough to not let no bitch-ass company treat me like I wasn't shit. You know what I'm saying? Because I knew who I was. And for not folding on myself, even when times got rough, for still believing that I knew why I made that decision and trusted in God and trusting in myself and showing myself like, yeah, don't trip. You made the right decision. Fuck what it looked like. You know what it is. And really loving me and trusting me. And that's not something that I've always done. But because of this journey, I can trust myself to make good decisions. And if I'm so proud of me, I'm so proud of me, you guys. Because I don't give up anymore. I used to give up on myself so many times in so many situations. And I'm not that person anymore. The glow up. Now it's time for the motherfucking glow up. Y'all, I'm so fucking thankful. And, whew, y'all know I be getting emotional. It's good, though. I need to be crying. You got to cry sometimes, you know? Because these are tears of joy, man, that I'll be able to take care of my baby. I'll be able to really pour into her. I can teach her how to manage her money because now I can give her some damn money. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like... Oh, shit. And then the job. Another cool ass thing about it, y'all. They tell me you get unlimited paid time off. Like, what company does that? Unlimited paid time off. All that we ask is that you just give us enough time in advance to approve your request. Like, what? Tuition reimbursement. Like, they do company trips, paid company trips, where they take the employees out. Like, Halloween parties and stuff. Like, I'm so blessed and I'm so thankful that I get an opportunity to really get in the company and, you know, kick some ass, get myself back into a more corporate type leadership type position to where where I can really strategize and use the the skills that I've learned about branding and marketing and how to always look at the bigger picture and then focus on the goals to execute like things that I've been doing in my personal development so I'm excited, and it's just, when I told my baby, you know, she was just so proud of me, and she was just so geeked, and just to see her eyes light up, like, to know that she's watching, and she's proud, you know, that I'm her mom, that I'm her Annie, and she's proud of me, that really make me feel good to know that, and to see all the hard work, you know, and she told me, like, we going through this struggle and she was like, Annie, no matter what, no matter how bad it gets, I just want to stay with you. I don't want to be with nobody else. She was like, I don't care if we had a shelter. She was, don't drop me off at nobody's house. I just want to stay with you. <sighs> Y'all. She believed in me. She knew I wasn't going to let her down. And that means the world to me. That really means the world to me. That's my baby, y'all. So, I'm just experiencing so much good shit right now, you guys. And y'all can be experiencing it, too. If you feel like 
you're in a place and you're stagnant and you're stuck and you're not growing and you feel restless and you feel like, I know there's more for me, but I just don't know what it is. I know like the life that I'm living, this is just not it. And I just need more. I just need more. Holler at me, y'all. Really, really holler at me. I, I, I don't have it all figured out, but I'll talk to you. I'm saying I can walk you through. I can give you tips and I can give you some of the same information that people gave me because it's not something that you can do on your own, but it definitely takes being vulnerable to really put yourself out there and expose yourself to people. I think so many times we'd be like, oh no, I can't tell people that I'm going through X, Y, and Z, and I can't say that I'm going through this, but you never know who's going through some of the same shit that you're going through. If you just open up and it's like, what I've learned is, you're, you'll never be criticized by somebody that's doing more than you. Only by people that's doing less than you. And that's true. And yeah, I've seen that shit on the meme. But when I start realizing and just listening to like the people who talk about people. And myself included. When I talk about somebody, I check myself like, so you talking about somebody who got X, Y, and Z, but you're here where you're at? Cut that shit out, man. That's not cool. That's not what we doing. And you just really got to be open to the experiences that life has for you. I know it can be scary, but you got to be open and open to it because these things are happening for a reason. And these things, these experiences and opportunity were meant and designed for you because God loves us so much that he wants us to be our best selves and he wants you to be your best self. And that's why he gives us free will. He wants you to choose it. He doesn't want to force it on you. You know what I mean? And you know, for me, something that's really been helping me is getting back into reading. I read this book, you guys. It's called The Celestine Prophecy by James Redfield. And it was like mind-boggling. It was just everything that I have been going through, like, becoming more spiritually aware and realizing that I'm a spiritual person. I'm not really a religious person because the religion just wasn't working for me. It just didn't feel right in my heart. So I've been focusing on my spirituality. And what's crazy is that every time I would talk to my big brother, whom's in prison, um, he would always be like, hey, read the Celestine Prophecy. I'm telling you, everybody in our family needs to read the Celestine Prophecy. And I'm like, all right, yeah, bro. And life's just happening. Things are going on. And last year, I hadn't read in so long. And for me, reading used to be such an integral part of who I was. I would read like a book in two days, like, bookworm like if you know me if you've been following me on ig for years you already know my handle used to be beck the bookworm so that's just used to be a part of who i am and that's something i i knew i needed to get back into so i was like you know what i'm gonna kick this year off reading so i got my audible i downloaded the celestine prophecy and the premise of the book is regarding this ancient manuscript uh from peru and it tells about the insights of life in how if everybody, the human collective, could get these insights and actually practice them and live them, we could all be on one accord with this spiritual awakening and really get to where God wants us to be. But the problem is the Peruvian government and church are like, 
under what authority is this manuscript written? So they're trying to suss it out. They're trying to get rid of all the copies. They're arresting people who have it. And this, the insights themselves were just mind-blowing because I'm like, yo, the insight one, I'm like, that's kind of, that's what I'm feeling. That shit's crazy. That's what I've been feeling lately. This is what I've been going through. Like, wow, I understand what they're talking about. And it was just trippy to me because this is something my brother been trying to pour into me forever that really could have helped me along the way in some of the situations. But you know, when you let life consume you, when you don't really take time for yourself, or I wasn't getting back to the things that I I love to do, like reading, I kind of can miss some things. And then as I'm reading, I'm like, why does kind of feel familiar? Like, I feel like I've come into contact with this book in my past before. Like the cover of it. That's mainly what, not the words itself, but the cover of it. And it's just real basic. It's a green book, the Celestine Prophecy, you know. And so it's something that I would have looked at because I am the type to judge a book by its cover. Like, ah, it looks boring. I ain't reading that shit. So I was like, huh, I think I came across this before. And then I just kept getting the feeling and hearing my inner voice telling me like, what's meant for you is always going to find its way back to you. No matter if you disregarded that one section in your life, maybe you wasn't ready for it then. Maybe you wouldn't have been able to comprehend it then. Maybe you were so deep into your Christianity and your religion then, you would have totally disregarded everything in this book. And when your brother told you later in life to read the Celestine Prophecy, I'd be like, mm-mm, because da-da-da-da-da, X, Y, and Z. And you know, I don't know what could have happened, but those are the type of things that I'd be thinking about now. I'm like... Things come to you when you're ready for them, you know, and when you're going to be able to receive them. Because I've had situations, and that's not always true, because I've had situations come to me and I didn't receive them well and I wasn't ready for them, but they still were there. So I say that to say this, you guys, if you feel like you're, like I was saying, stuck and need some guidance, read that. And what really tripped me out about that book is one father, he was a priest, so they called him Father Father Sanchez, I believe it was. He was one of the priests that were trying to protect this manuscript. And the way the insights work, you people don't give them all to you at once. They give you, because, excuse me, you're on this quest and this uh, journey for knowledge and self-love and um, empowerment. You encounter the insights one by one. And once you're able to grasp and learn the concept, then the next would happen. And that's how it happened in the story. So his protege or his, the pastor that taught him or the priest that taught him was like, like, how could you believe this? Like this goes under, uh, against the authority of the church and this goes against the Bible. And he was like, well, how can you say that? Because what this is, the insight in the manuscripts, It's giving you a play-by-play on how to accomplish what the Bible is telling you. And he was like, if you could just open your heart to it and open your mind to it, you would see that this manuscript is all about God. It's all about unconditional love. And they were like, but under whose authority is it written? Under whose authority is it written? And it's under the authority... They kept talking about energy and universe. And I hear a lot of Christians say, 
Oh, y'all be putting too much power into the universe and too much power into the moon and the sun. And it's like, for me, I'm now wise enough to know that God created the universe and he created the moon and he created the sun. And if, well, not if, it's power that it has was given to it by God. So, of course, the universe plays a part into everything. The energy you put out into the universe plays a part into it because God created it. He is everything. He is the great I am. We can't have the moon without him. So when people try to separate the two, it's funny to me because it's like, you guys are still asleep. You don't see that it's all connected. And the manuscript goes into some great detail, you guys. But if you're on your spirituality tip or you just kind of want to learn more about how to really be the best Christian that you can be and how to genuinely love yourself and love your neighbor as you love yourself, please read the Celestine Prophecy, you guys. It has awakened me, um, awakened me to a new way of thinking. And no, I'm not like an expert on it, but it's something that I'm definitely going to be studying more and I'm going to go back and listen to the book and I want to write the insights out and make sure I realize and follow the steps and start doing some of the practices in the ways they say, like how you can build your energy naturally and how food, the reason we're, oh, this is one thing, a takeaway that really, really stuck with me. A few takeaways, you guys. One, food. The reason people started praying over food is because eating is the way that you get energy. That's the fastest way for us to get energy. And so we pray not only to ask God to bless the food so that it can become a holy experience and that it can give us the energy from God that it's meant to. And when we're in Christianity and religion, we're not really taught about the in-depth uh how having a meal is supposed to be you know a holy experience it's just god blessed you with this food you should be grateful for it so that was something that i really took away and the type of food you eat that's why the type of food you eat is important as well so that's something i definitely am going to implement this year and two it was talking about control dramas And control dramas is something that we all deal with in the different types. So one type was um, you can be an intimidator. You can try to be so aggressive and intimidate people. Oh, and the reason we have control dramas is to try to get energy from each other. And that's where power struggles come from because everybody is looking for energy in the world. Energy is what we need to go on, right? And so you can be an intimidator. And you can try to intimidate people and be aggressive and intimidate them out their energy. And so they're pouring that energy into you because they're focused on you as you're intimidating them. You can be the interrogator who just nitpicks and questions and questions and questions everything so that you can find you can find that one thing to criticize them on. And so they're focused on that and then they're pouring all their energy into you. Excuse me. You can be the woe is me. The woe is me. So you're, oh, this is wrong with me. Oh, that is wrong with me. This is wrong with me. So then people are just focusing on you to um, to leave, um, to leave, give you that energy, right? And then you can be the person who's really aloof. And they just try to, you know, 
be very vague, give people less and less answers because they just don't want to be bothered. But when you become aloof, that makes people more intrigued and they feel like you're mysterious, so they're giving you more energy. And it was just a trip learning about that, you guys, because it made so much sense. And depending on what your parents were will determine what type of control drama you have and that you utilize in this world to get energy. And I was just like, damn, that shit's right. And I realized that in the past, my control drama was intimidation, right? And I thought, why are people so intimidated? Why are people so intimidated by me? It's like, but it's because you low-key wanted people to be intimidated by you so that people, you know, you would get the energy because I didn't always feel like I got the attention that I, I craved from different people or, you know, my father and things like that. So that was my control drama, my way to get energy from people that I felt like I needed, you know? And it's just a trip, you guys. I'm telling you, y'all just really have to get into this book. And you really, it really might be the best thing that you do this year and for yourself. And I know that even if you don't totally believe everything in this book, there's going to be some things in there that you're going to take away and it's going to make you a better person because of it. So The Celestine Prophecy by James Redfield, you guys. Definitely a dope ass read. And I just felt like it what excited me is that it just reignited my my thirst for reading and knowledge. I just was like, ooh, every spare moment I'm like, oh, I want to read the book now. On my way home, I'm reading the book. I ain't listening to music and stuff, you know. I'm not talking to people on the phone. I'm listening to the book. Like, yeah, if that makes sense. Ooh, I do that. Ooh. And it was just, it had me geeked. So Yes, I'm back on my reading tip. So if you guys have any suggestions on books that I should read, please let me know because I know I need some more books. I would like to do two books a month. That is the goal. So before this month runs out, I need to read another book. So yeah, I definitely need some more suggestions, you guys. And it's going to be lit. It's going to be lit. Ay, ay. And it's just so funny, like, Everything that's been happening to me, the people I've been running into, things that have been lining up for me, it's just like, trust your gut. Trust the process. You're where you're supposed to be. And one thing that my brother teaches, and y'all, like, when I tell y'all, like, my brother has been pouring into me so much like, he's been feeding my spirit. He's been feeding me mentally. And he always tells me, like, y'all, I might be the one that's incarcerated, but y'all out there in prison. It's time to free yourself, sis. And don't be out here in this world, this beautiful, beautiful world that God has blessed us with. And be locked up in a prison of your own making. It's time to be free. It's a new decade. You don't have to live like that anymore. You have the power to change. And everything that you feel like you need to save you is already within you. So many times we're waiting on other people to give us a hand or to save us. And the tools are already within us. They're already right there. We just got to start utilizing them. And one, realizing that they're there. And we'll get there. It's, it takes time. We got to trust the process, man. But yeah, so he was always telling me, you know, like, 
free yourself, sis. Take the time. Be as selfish as you need to be. Do what's best for you. And honestly, that's what I really took a lot of time and I did last year. Even at moments when during my struggles with parenting and things like that and having to be vulnerable with her like hey sometimes when you do x y and z you make me feel like i'm not good enough and because that's something that i already struggle with and is feeling like i'm not good enough i can't continue to play into this back and forth drama with you so i'm not going to and i'm going to pull back and i really think that it's time for us to be honest with our kids and honest and vulnerable because They think we have it all figured out. They think we're superhumans. And I think at times it's good to show them that, hey, we're a person just like you. We hurt. We we feel insecurities. We feel like we're not good enough. But it's okay to talk about it. It's okay to be honest and vulnerable and work through it. Because then that's showing them that it's okay for them to do it. And then they know how and they learn how to connect with humans on a real genuine level. And that's what I've been doing. And another takeaway from the book, I'm sorry, I know I keep talking about this book, you guys, but y'all, when I tell y'all, I think that might be the best read of 2020 and I don't even know. I still got, wait, 24, wait, 23 other books to read. So, but they saying the way we treat children is wrong. We need to realize that children are, they're just small humans. And the way we've been raised and conditioned to see hum, um, see their kids is that we control them. We tell them how to think. We tell them what to do. We tell them how to be just like us. And we don't allow them to be themselves. We speak for them. We think for them. And then when they get 18, we turn them out into the world and we expect them to speak up for yourself, do this for yourself, know how to do all that. And it's like, but you've been doing that for them their whole lives. And so that one for me, it's going to go against everything as far as how I was raised because I was raised that old-fashioned way but luckily I've already kind of been pulling away from the way I was raised to really realize that how I'm raised in Nigeria I can't raise her the way my mama raised me it has to be different because I don't want her left feeling like she's not good enough and I know my mom did her best but sometimes I always feel like I was not good enough because well didn't you do this you didn't do that and I told you to do this and I catch myself doing that sometimes and then I remember well how did you feel when this was going on you didn't feel good so don't do that to her so I've already kind of started pulling away and realizing I have to develop my own way of parenting to help her out and to really show her what I didn't get shown and to teach her what I didn't know when I at her age and it's been dope y'all it's really been cool So, you guys know, a lot of things have been changing in my life at a rapid pace. And I'm so here for it because the way I was living in the past was like, I don't want to live like that. And it's just such a 360. And my mindset about it is such a 360. And it's just a beautiful place. And it's so funny. People from my past have been reaching out lately like, hey, like, I see you like you're you're so gorgeous and you're so beautiful and I tell them like really it's just me taking the time to love on myself and it's like and I can see it all over you just keep it up keep going and 
that's why today I was so geeked. Like when I was practicing my little intro and I was telling my baby when I picked her up, like it felt so good to be back on recording for my podcast and just doing Stay Regal because as I was writing my short story, I kind of was chronicling, um, who chronicling? Sorry. Well, chronicle. I was kind of detailing the events of my self-love journey and it took me back to when where the idea for this podcast even came from and how I was doing Queen Club sessions and how that turned into Queen's Club Radio. Then I changed it to Stay Regal Radio and it just brought back like, okay, yeah, remember why you have this. Remember why you chose to do this and don't let it stop. And the consistency I've been keeping with Culture of the Sexes has shown me like, nah, you can do both. You can be on that weekly status like you once were, back on Stay Regal Radio and Culture of the Sexes. And you got to keep it on. You got to keep it going. So that's what my focus is this first quarter of the year, getting everything, all my different avenues stabled out. Because one thing I've been manifesting and doing during my uh, daily and morning affirmations is to not limit myself and to remember that I am limitless and that there's multiple ways that I can express my creativity. I am not... I'm no longer putting myself in one lane, in one box. However, my creativity wants to flow. I'm just going to let it flow. So I have multiple ways. I'm so multifaceted and I have to accept that about myself. And as a creative, I have to realize that one day I want to create this way. The next day I'm going to create that way. One month I want to create maybe making my furniture. One maybe I want to start doing makeup again. And I just got to let that shit flow or else I'll start to feel trapped. And when I feel trapped, I don't produce. So that's what we doing now. So if you guys have any more ideas of what you would like to hear, I am definitely going to be putting out another episode next week. Um, So yeah, as I go through more stuff and grow through more stuff, I'll have more stuff to tell you guys. But I really, really missed y'all. I know you guys have missed me too. I promise no more falling off because I'm tired of trying to rebuild and rebrand. And it's like, if you just stay consistent, you don't have to do that, sis. So that's where we at now. And uh, yeah, I'm really, really excited. And I want to hear about some of you guys' growth. What have y'all been doing? You know, what seeds have you guys planted in 2019 that are starting to grow and sprout now in 2020? What things are you guys into? What type of industries are you guys into? How are you letting your creativity flow? And how the hell are you saying fuck self-doubt? So please tune in, you guys. Let me know. You can email me at stayregalradio at gmail. Please follow me on IG at stayregalradio. And then also Stay Regal Radio on Facebook, you guys. Hit your girl up. Let me know what's good. And you guys already know to stay true, love you, say fuck self-doubt always. Peace and blessings. And your girl will catch you on the next one. Peace.